Hello and welcome to the Home Healthcare Today show. I am your host, Dr. Clemon Moore. This is season one, episode 17 of the Home Healthcare Today show here in November. And in the month of November, we focus on some very important topics, one of which is diabetes. November has been marked as American Diabetes Month nationally. And we have the distinct pleasure and honor in this episode to be guests inside of Plum Health. Uh, And our key guest in Plum Health is the lead physician here, Dr. Paul Thomas. Welcome to our show, Dr. Thomas. Thanks so much for having me here. It's great to be here. Wonderful, wonderful. Let me tell our uh, listeners and viewers a little bit about Dr. Thomas. Paul Thomas is a board-certified family medicine physician practicing in Corktown, Detroit. His practice, Plum Health Direct Primary Care, is the first of its kind in Detroit and in Wayne County. His mission is to deliver affordable, accessible healthcare services in Detroit and beyond. Dr. Thomas has been featured on WDIV-TV Channel 4, WXYZ Channel 7, Crane's Detroit Business, and CBS Radio. He has also been a speaker at TEDx Detroit. Dr. Thomas is a graduate of Wayne State University, and he is now a clinical assistant professor. In addition to being a professor and a physician, Dr. Thomas is also an author. So he's an author of two books, one of which is titled Direct Primary Care to assist patients with better understanding what primary care is all about. So Dr. Thomas, once again, thank you for opening your doors to us today. Thanks for coming through and interviewing me. It's a pleasure to talk with you. (laughs) Wonderful. Dr. Thomas, so uh, please shine a little more light on your background. You know, you're here in Detroit, right in the heart of the West Side near downtown. Talk to us a little bit about your passion for patients in this area, providing them with primary care, and granted that it's Diabetes Awareness Month, some of the patients that may struggle with diabetes. Yeah, we really believe that healthcare should be affordable and accessible. And uh, there's a huge gap in access to primary care in Detroit. So if you're in Detroit, there's 100 primary care physicians here for 600,000 residents. Yes. So that's one primary care doctor for every 6,000 residents. If you go north of 8 Mile into Oakland County, there's one primary care physician for every 600 residents. Yes. So there's a 10x disparity in healthcare access between Detroit residents and Wayne County residents. Yes, it is. And the, there's several reasons for that, but the main point is I didn't want to be a part of that bad system. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to create my own practice where I could practice where I wanted Wonderful. and not be employed and put somewhere in the suburbs. Absolutely. And so I started my own practice called Plum Health. Mm-hmm. And we charge people $50 a month to be a part of the service, $10 a month for kids. Awesome. And our patients can call, text, email anytime and come through and see us anytime. Yes. And I really did this to, to lower the cost of care and make yes. healthcare for more, uh, more accessible for people here in Detroit. Mm-hmm. The specific neighborhood uh, didn't really matter to me. I was okay. just looking to be in the city period. Yes. And I actually landed at a building on the other side of the train station, the Michigan Central Station. Uh-huh. 
And I was there for about two and a half years, and yes. then I needed to grow into a larger space, and I came across this building, Wonderful. and I started leasing this out and serving people out of this office. Way to go, Dr. Thomas. I appreciate how intentional, intentional you were in uh, selecting to serve Detroit, uh, to serve individuals that don't have as much access to quality health care, and then taking that disparity into consideration and saying, hey, this is where I want to position myself to close that gap. Dr. Thomas, when we uh, host our show and open it up to listeners and viewers around Detroit, we have multiple audiences. Some are which are patients or potential patients, and then some are just the general public, which happens to have students in that general public. So our second question, as you identified the site and said, I want to serve in Detroit, have my own uh, primary care practice for Detroiters. What were some of the obstacles and some of the challenges in doing that? Uh, because we look at you more than as a physician, but more so as a, a community advocate for healthcare in Detroit. Yeah, there's so many obstacles. Number one, there isn't that many uh, Class A medical spaces in Detroit to lease. Yes. If you're a doctor and you want to lease an office in Detroit, it's very difficult because you have big corporate health systems yes. who will not lease to you if you're independent. And so that's why you see so few primary care doctors and so few specialists. There's even fewer independent specialists in yes. the city of Detroit, just because to build a class A medical space is very expensive. The space we're sitting in now was very expensive to build. Absolutely. And so that undertaking looks like a loss to a lot of doctors. Yes. So they don't want to do that. So they'll just practice where class A medical space already exists. So that was a huge barrier. Yes. I started my practice by subleasing an office from an old police precinct. Okay. Okay. <laughs> which, out of the box which, thinking. Which yes, became sir. an art gallery, uh -huh. which became a school for digital technology. Yes. I leased it when it, when it was a school of digital technology. I leased an office that was about this size. It was like 12 feet by 16 feet. Yeah. So about 180 square feet total. Wow. This office is now 1,700 square feet and it has enough room for three doctors, our medical assistant, and we have over a thousand patients. Wow. So wow, when we built stuff. this, we had to build this from the ground up because if you build a medical office, you need a lot of sinks and a lot of plumbing. Yes. And so to do that in an existing building, you have to drill through concrete, which increases mm -hmm. your cost sometimes like 50,000. It's like $10,000 per pipe that you put in yes. or something crazy like Astronomical. that. Astronomical. So yeah. we were looking for a building that was being built so that we could jump on in the build out phase so that we could give them our floor plan and have them include our plumbing before they poured the concrete for the floor. And so that's what we did. Wonderful. And that was a very you know, energy intensive process to go around and find the perfect you know, building to, yes. to pop up in. Very good, very good. So the, the financial um, obstacles, uh, the logistics, right, of identifying a building and you all were, were certainly able, able to accomplish that. And then the other big one is just educating the public, not to cut you off. No, you're good. No, the, no. the biggest part, the biggest obstacle is, okay, people are like, what is primary care? Yes. What is direct primary care? Why don't you take my insurance? Mm. And so we have to answer the community. And that's why I go out and speak on different yes. media outlets. That's why I take interviews like this. That's yes. why I do TEDx talks. Absolutely. Because we really need to educate the public and help, help people with their health literacy Indeed. to understand why it's important to have a family doctor, yes. why primary care is so crucial. 
um, and how that can help them to live a healthy life. And Absolutely. so that's what I'm all about as well is yes. that education piece. But again, that's really time and labor intensive to do that kind it, of work. It is, Dr. Thomas. And then the transparency that's required in view of a person that says, I have insurance and I believe my insurance will pay X amount for visit, X amount for care, and then I have a co-pay or I have an office pay. Mm -hmm. But it looks as though from the direct primary care model that you've been able to delineate some of the uh, ambiguity in terms of straight pricing, $50 a month for our program for adults, and then $10 a month for children, which is affordable for a lot of families in this area. Yeah, I say if you can afford a cell phone bill for yourself, yes, you can afford a direct primary care subscription. And if you can afford a cable bill for your family, you can afford a direct primary care subscription or a Plum Health subscription for your family. Absolutely. Very good. Very good, Doc. Uh, so loving the, loving the motives, loving the, the direct approach to providing the quality care to people in a way that's transparent, affordable, and accessible. Doc, go, going back to this being American Diabetes Awareness Month, and speaking of diabetes in its various forms, how have you been able to assist patients, as well as some of your colleagues here at Plum Health, um, with with the illness? Yeah, so diabetes is pervasive. There's about, you know, a third of our country has pre-diabetes. 88 million people in America have pre-diabetes, yes. meaning that they have really high blood sugar, um, wow. and it's not quite diabetes, but they're getting just about there, um, and they don't even know it. Yes. And so. Part of what we do is that we educate people, mm -hmm. we screen people appropriately. You know, for a lot of folks, you know, if you're overweight or obese, yes. and if you have high blood pressure or other underlying medical conditions, yes. and you're, let's say 35 or 30, you yeah. need to be screened for diabetes. Yes. Because the obesity, overweight status puts you at a higher risk for developing diabetes. So we screen people every year mm -hmm. when they come through for an appointment as they are members of our practice, we do at least once a year screening for diabetes. And here's the crazy thing. Yes. If you had a hemoglobin A1C test, which is the screening test for diabetes at the hospital, mm -hmm. they would charge you or your insurance $150 for that test. The, test. Yes. the actual cost of that test is $6. Mm. So we run that test for people here at the office for $6. Yes, wow. Now, I take care of a lot of folks in the community and a lot of people have been delaying care for their diabetes because it seems out of reach, it's too expensive. Yes. If you're uninsured, it's $250 to visit the doctor. Yes. They might run $300 or $500 worth of labs and then your medications at the pharmacy might cost another $250. Yes. In our program, you're paying about $50 a month and then it's maybe $10, $30 every few wow. months to check your A1C. Yes. And then it's $10 a month sometimes for your medications. Yes. You know, we get people free insulin. We get in people insulin for free that might cost them $300 at the pharmacy. We literally give it to them for free. Wow, Dr. Thomas. And then if you take metformin, you might have a $10 copay for, for that metformin, also yep. known as glucophage. Mm -hmm. It's 30 cents at our office for a month's supply. It's wow. 1.2 cents a pill. So yes. you might pay 36 cents for the month for your metformin. Wow, wow, Dr. Thomas. This is wonderful and outstanding information. We're going to do our best to get it out across all the channels, including YouTube. We're going to talk to our own roster of homebound patients who have diabetes as a diagnosis 
have the signs of it uh, about the offerings here at Plum Health. This is great. It appears that you all are repairing what I would unfortunately like to call a broken system, uh, a system that doesn't have enough access to, let alone healthcare, but information and then transparency in terms of a pricing model. So this is outstanding, Doc. Uh, prior to our commercial, the last question going to the commercial, though, is there anything in particular that the clinic is doing this month uh, as a call to action for uh, patients in the area and the community, or is there anything that we could do to assist in getting more patients in the door that have some of those uh, signs of diabetes? Well, that's that's the thing. There's not there isn't a robust programming in Detroit no. around diabetes that I've seen. You know, in doing my research for our meeting today, yes. I looked up the um, it's called the Greater Detroit Area Health Council. And they have a Diabetes Prevention Resource Center. Yes. And so I clicked through the link on when we can meet up. Yep. And all their dates are for 2019. Mm. That's the last time they, they updated that, unfortunately. Yes. And so my answer to that is, this is why it's so important to have a primary care doctor yes. who can take time and a thoughtful approach to your care as a person. You know, if you're 30, 35, 40, or older, yes. Um, if you're overweight at any age or obese at any age, it's time to screen for diabetes. Yes. And you need to have that conversation with your doctor. Mm -hmm. And for our part, you know, we, we do outreach to the community. We speak at community groups. We, we talk about how we can screen people for different conditions, diabetes being one of them. Yes. But, you know, mostly we focus on that relationship with our patients when they come in, getting them screened appropriately and testing them for diabetes because it can be a silent disease. You can have no symptoms, you can feel great yes. and still have diabetes. And the problem with that is that as your blood sugar gets higher, it does damage to your retina, does damage to your eyeball, does damage to your kidneys, yes. can put you on the path for early dialysis. It can, it's the number one leading cause of blindness in the United States. Yes. Um, so, you know, those are the things that we need to work on is, is allowing doctors to have the time to have these conversations. Indeed, absolutely, doctor. Doctor uh, Thomas, we're going to take a quick commercial, come back with a few more questions, because granted, we understand time is of the essence, as there uh, is a patient waiting at 3 o'clock. So we'll be right back. I am Dr. Kumon Mora, President and CEO of American Advantage Healthcare. American Advantage is a Medicare-certified provider of skilled home health care services. It's fall season in Metro Detroit. The leaves are falling and so is the temperature. But what is rising? Our commitment and passion for homebound patients. Don't just take my word for it. Speak up while you're in the hospital. American Advantage Home Care is where you need to be. Gus knows home care. Trust Gus and call us today. Welcome back to Season 1, Episode 17 of the Home Health Care Today Show. We're still here at Plum Health in Detroit with Dr. Paul Thomas, uh, giving due diligence to the topic of diabetes. Granted, that is November, and it is Diabetes Awareness Month. Dr. Thomas, so you were explaining in the first segment about the model, the model of Plum Health. Talk to me a little bit about the vision, the vision that you have for the practice as well as for Detroiters. Yeah, we want to make sure that everybody has access to affordable healthcare services. Yes. And so we, I envision us growing over time. You know, I've been doing this for five years. We have three doctors now. Yes. You know, going from 
one doctor initially to three doctors now is a yeah. tremendous step. Absolutely. I want to keep growing that by bringing on more doctors who are enthusiastic and yes. passionate about serving the community and uplifting the health of Detroiters and the Metro Detroit community as well. Absolutely. And so my goal is to keep growing, keep serving people uh, wherever and whenever we're needed. Absolutely. And, um, you know, that's, that's my vision is that everyone has access to, you know, kind, compassionate, uh, physicians who can really take their time and help people through their medical problems. Wonderful, Dr. Thomas. And that's where I believe our missions and our visions align because at American Advantage Home Care, we also would like to uh, ensure that homebound patients are able to receive adequate care in the comfort of their own homes under physician orders, right? So with that being said, when you think about diabetes and some of the other chronic illnesses, do you see home health as a adequate means to provide support to patients who are homebound and that cannot make it physically to an outpatient clinic? Yeah, I mean, there's that's the most challenging thing about diabetes is that it's a, it's a condition that needs daily attention. Yes. Um, you know, hourly attention, really, because you have to check your blood sugar um, every time you wake up, you get a fasting blood sugar level. Yes. And then you want to check your blood sugar with each meal. So you get a mealtime blood sugar. And that, and if you're insulin dependent, meaning you need to give yourself insulin every day yes. or sometimes four times a day, you're going to balance the amount of insulin you give yourself based on your current blood sugar readings. And that, that takes a lot of time education, support. Uh, resources, support, supplies. sometimes uh, in-health, in-house, <laughs> home health aid, yes, sir. supplies like you mentioned. Yes. You know, you need the, not only the insulin, but you need the needles, you need yes. the glucometer, Absolutely. which tests the blood sugar and the test strips. Yes. And so there, there's a lot that goes into it. And there are some people that are really savvy and can manage it themselves with the help of a physician. Other people need a family member to give the insulin. Yes. or to test the blood sugar, or they might need a home health aid to do it as well. Absolutely. And so there, there are a lot of things that go into that. Um, in short, this is where teamwork in medicine becomes really paramount. Yes. Mm -hmm. The coordination of care between not only the doctor and the patient, but also perhaps a home health aid, yes, perhaps sending the patient to a virtual meet and greet with other diabetic patients where they meet maybe weekly and talk about the challenges around Absolutely. using insulin, yes, et cetera. So that's, there's a lot that goes into it. And working with a pharmacist to make sure that the medications are delivered Indeed. at the patient's homebound. We do some, we mail some medications to our patients. We deliver some medications to our patients as well. And so, you know, if that's a gap that needs to be closed, we can assist with that. But you know, oftentimes it's going to be the pharmacy that's sending out the medication. So there's a lot of coordination to go around to make this manageable for people. It is. Absolutely, Dr. Thomas. And your description of it is spot on. It's more so of an ecosystem of um, primary care providers, such as the direct primary care group here at Plum Health. It is that home health care community. You mentioned some of the opportunities for virtual conferencing between individuals, uh, more so of a, of a think tank or a a venue where folks could share share ideas this is this is really good and doc it is out of the norm right it's totally out of the norm of of a lot of the ways that healthcare is even described and or discussed sure i think that yeah. <laughs> you know having other people yes. with the condition that yes. you're able to talk to and mm -hmm. conference with is so powerful yes. because 
It can help you make sense of the condition. Yeah. It can help you feel like you're not alone. Yes. It can help with management strategies. Maybe they thought of something that's helpful. Yes. Uh, in managing their diabetes that you hadn't thought of or that your doctor didn't describe to you. You got it, Doc. So it's a community, a community of practice, and it you take the group of patients that are perhaps in a waiting room in a clinic, but you put them in more of a virtual environment that's dispersed, that's much more diverse across a number of different zip codes to be able to discuss best practices. And maybe if, as we look at a silver lining or that vision that we have, maybe we're creating that environment of wellness or the mental habitat for wellness, but also putting in the resources and the tools that folks could use. Very good. That last question for you as we uh, conclude season one, episode 17 here. Uh, dialysis, obviously, uh, for some uh, patients that do have uh, kidney kidney disease. Uh, are there any uh, clinics, any additional resources that you would recommend for patients that are either in the stage of dialysis or pre-dialysis that we did not quite touch on or speak to today? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. Yes. Um, dialysis is not always the end stage of diabetes. Yes. In fact, if you have pre-diabetes or even diabetes, yes. your condition can be reversible. Wonderful. You know, with diet changes, exercise changes, yes. weight loss, working with your doctor on a management plan to lower your medications gradually over time so you don't need them anymore, yes. combined with lifestyle changes. Positive. Very right, positive. so <laughs> the dialysis isn't always the end point. So first you gotta find a primary care doctor that you can work with, that you trust, that has the time to help you manage this condition mm -hmm. because you do have options and you should be asking, is this all that I can do? Can I be doing something else to help me manage this condition? Wonderful. Next up, you wanna work with an uh, endocrinologist. You know, mm -hmm. if your diabetes is really difficult to control, it's time to speak with an endocrinologist. Yeah. Um, you know, there are endocrinologists in the area. I don't think I really want to name specific sure, people. I get but it. But you want to that, find someone that's going to work with your insurance. Yes. Or work with you on a sliding scale payment plan. Or that has a personality that works well with yours. <laughs> yes, indeed. And then from there, they can set you up with the dialysis resources that you might need. But I don't think that's... That's not for every patient. Not every diabetic patient is going to need dialysis. Because... Our kidney function starts off usually around 120. Mm -hmm. um, if your kidney, it's that's as measured by a mm -hmm. GFR or glomerular filtration rate. If it does get below 60, that's time to see the endocrinologist or the nephrologist, the kidney doctor. And then if it starts getting below 30, that's where you're starting to look at the need mm -hmm. for dialysis. Okay. And so people usually have a long runway before they get to that point, And there's a lot you can do on the front end to prevent you from getting that point. Absolutely. Very good, Dr. Thomas. So uh, we're ending on an extremely positive note here where dialysis is not the end-all be-all for patients who are uh, struggling uh, with diabetes. Uh, and then the uh, things that we could adjust in terms of uh, diet and exercise, uh, rest and the like, uh, we capture identifying a good uh, primary care physician where uh, in view of Plum Health, Plum Health is currently accepting new patients. So consider Plum Health uh, as a 
direct primary care provider. And then the doctor, Dr. Thomas mentioned endocrinologist, right? So in the event that a person needs that specialized care, that there are a number of groups and individuals out there. Dr. Thomas, you've been more than gracious and helpful today. Thank you so much for your time and helping us to share insights with Detroiters uh, pertaining to diabetes and other chronic illnesses. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. It's sincerely a pleasure, and I, I want everybody to live their healthiest life possible. Wonderful. Thank you, Dr. Thomas. Thank you. Pleasure. Pleasure.